episode 211 of up for discussion the emotionally honest comedy podcast where we take your questions and dish out hot truths and tasty goofs i'm tom zalat and i i'm adrian schoen i'm david and i want to die David's oh god <laughs> <laughs> i was not expecting you to go that high for that and i had just rested into my seat and then that happened and then i got scared so i like the viewers at home We'll it's a dynamic show. We yeah. like the dynamics. We like to scare the shit out of people, and then you get real whispery. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you want from a podcast, right? You want people to be talking really, really low. Yeah. And just then every once in a while, there's a sound effect <laughs> like that one that just happened. <laughs> Alternating between gross mouth sounds and screaming. <laughs> oh, no. Nope. Uh, he's going to do it. You he's, said the I word. Know, you can't talk about gross mouth sounds and not expect Tom gross mouth sounds a lot and I to deliver. You need a pole or somebody to have like a Your great uncle just to must stop have it. A pole. It will like to to have like a pole like should Tom stop doing this? <laughs> oh, I thought a pole to like hit him when he starts. Oh, well that's an option. <laughs> uh, so how are you guys doing this week? Holy shit. Yeah. Big it's week. Monday. Yeah. I, I didn't recover from last week. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good place to be. Holy crap. Yeah, I feel you. I had a pinched nerve in my shoulders on uh, Saturday, Sunday, a couple uh. days ago, and uh, it sucked. <laughs> and I have not fully recovered yet, and I thought I was doing better today. And then like an hour ago, I had to like make Toby fall asleep so I like swaddled him and was carrying him around and then all of a sudden my shoulders were like how about if we hurt you again <laughs> <laughs> and now we're here and now we're here there's some like just small body clicks that change your life forever <laughs> I don't remember the, like I was picking a horse's hoof and something snapped in my back that like mm, not great for a long time <laughs> And then I, I used to do a, a swing dance move where I dropped down into the splits and I did it all the time. And then one day it just went, uh-uh. <laughs> and now that leg does not move very far. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> that was like 15 years ago. <laughs> it's always that small, like, uh-uh. <laughs> nope. It, it doesn't make you like sit out the rest of the night that you're sitting in. It's just like, that one's going to stay with you forever. <laughs> yeah. I can't relate. I'm perfectly healthy. Really? No. no. <laughs> I have a feeling I got even real bad hammies. I have a feeling if you if you were like perfect, you'd you'd have a like a backup problem. <laughs> <laughs> just one on reserve. Yeah, just like this isn't gonna be all right. <laughs> Some kind of digestive thing at least, or like a rash. Some vague hypochondriac thing. <laughs> hey Tom, you know too much information about too many things. Why are you picking and choosing those words so specifically? Hmm. I'm just speculating wildly, but I just feel the type. Uh, dang! <laughs> you seem like the type who would have. You see, you seem like the type that might shit your britches once in a while. <laughs> Oh God, I keep having like, so for the past, like, I don't know, two, three years, it's been getting worse and worse, but I have this problem where I won't, my body doesn't warn me in advance, 
enough that I have to use the bathroom anymore. Mm. So like it used to be like, you know, you, you feel like I kind of need to poop. I probably have like half an hour. Yeah. All right. I don't get that anymore. I get, I <laughs> have to poop in the next two minutes. You should cut out <laughs> cheese or something. <laughs> Uh, I've seen you uh, apply cheese, and I think that might be a root of the problem. <laughs> I have a degree in applied cheeses. Thank you very much. I don't think this is like a medical mystery that is of house level. <laughs> it's insolvable. I don't understand what could be wrong. All I oh, eat is no, cheese no. and beans and cabbage. <laughs> It's definitely not and lactose like, intolerance. It's definitely not because <laughs> I love it so much. I had a, uh, we went to Teffer's sister's place the other night because it was uh, Teffer's birthday. They had, like, her sister had made chili and we brought this, like, peanut coleslaw, which, mm. oh man, yeah, we, okay. we figured it out because um, there was a coleslaw we liked at the hotel restaurant in Seattle. And we were like, we can make this. Throw a little crunchy in there. It's a little Thai influence. Yeah. I got you. So good. Um, but then I, I realized while eating it that like I had damned us basically because it was like we're already eating chili for dinner and then we're bringing coleslaw with cabbage mm-hmm. instead of a salad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, That's so, a good time. And how, how'd it go? It went okay. okay. I mean, the food was fantastic. Uh, and then I just was gassy like all night. <laughs> I like to go with a good paleo chili. No beans. Yeah? Only beans. That seems wrong to me. I feel like you can't you can't have a chili without beans. No, it's delicious. Really? Yeah. It just sounds like ground beef in a bowl. Though. I mean, it sounds good, but it doesn't sound like chili. <laughs> no, it, it's totally like chili. It's um, <laughs> it's just chili with no beans in it. I don't I don't, I don't know. understand. You, know, you mix a bunch of other vegetables in there, and Wait, you've there got a lot others? of... Yeah, I know. <laughs> Put some carrots in there. You put, uh, yeah, you put a bunch of other things in there and uh, ground beef and a lot of tomato. And there are a lot of weird names for beans. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not familiar with this tomato bean. It's delicious. A little bit of coffee. It's Uh, good. I don't know. I think my issue is probably more just like the foul amounts of meat I eat. Well, yeah. like bird kind? <laughs> no, like like my uh, big big boy kind meats, beefs, pork. Said fowl. Yeah, I got oh. that. It, it took me a minute, but fowl. E- That's it. I'm okay. done. Yeah, I've, you are I've, done. I'm I've, I've, cutting you out. <laughs> I have done my due diligence of uh, participating. I can't cut Tom out for his puns, but I can cut you. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I'm the impromptu guest. I'm coming out feisty. I'm sorry. I had a hard week. It's okay. It's okay to have a hard week. And it's okay to take it out on David. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I won't be affected by it. What have you been up to since the last time you were here? What when have was you the last time I was here? I don't even remember. <laughs> was it the Fraser podcast? It was the Fraser podcast. Yeah, but I mean, since the last time you were on up for discussion, which I think might have been the pasta challenge. Has it been the pasta challenge? Maybe. Oh man, yeah, it must have been. What was the pasta challenge? Well, so we did a pasta bracket. <laughs> we did a pasta tourney debating what is what is the best pasta. Did oh, we yeah. land on penne? I think we landed on penne. Did we land on penne? I feel like we might have landed on penne. Go back and listen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go back and listen because I don't remember. Yeah, me neither. I clearly don't listen to this show. Uh, <laughs> so, as two Canadians, mm-hmm. uh, oh snap, pasta or pasta really depends how i'm feeling pasta mm. pasta yeah yeah that's the canadian way pasta data mario fuck off oh 
Okay. Yeah, no, you. I think I say Mario. She's coming out feisty. I am coming out feisty. (laughs) This is one of my fuck out right off. uh. This is one of my weird Canadian pet peeves. Mario. He calls himself Mario. Why is everybody here saying Mario? I I think I say Mario. And yeah. I think I say Mario because I hear the character say his own name that way. Mm-hmm. And I try to be really good about that with yeah. people. <laughs> well, and, and Data on Star Trek, also everybody says Data, but everybody here says Data. Huh. Anyway, things really? to think about. I don't, I don't, ne- I never noticed that change. Well, mm. listen to your, your countrymen. Well, they don't, they don't call Data Data. Just to. Yeah, no, okay, no, yeah. I, I know that. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm aware. I was worried. Because <laughs> that would be dumb. Yeah. Should we take him to the cash corner? Wait, we didn't even let David tell us how he's been. Oh, oh yeah. I didn't even say anything. <laughs> we you just wanna, railroaded you. Just, <laughs> gotta get that dollar on that hustle grind. David. What? How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Uh, past, I can't even remember how long it's been, so I'm going to assume it's been months and months and months. And so I'm just going to list a couple of interesting things that have happened, because if I list all of them, I'll feel sad. <laughs> so I'll give the illusion that there's so many. Sure. Um, I was I did. A sh- I assume I wasn't here over the summer. So I was I did a show mm-hmm. I was in the fringe this summer. That's fun. Had a good time. Been doing workshops and cool things and writing a lot. Right now I'm writing. Uh, a custom Dungeons and Dragons campaign from some good friends of mine who are all bastards. <laughs> and it's taking so much longer than I thought. What's the angle? Uh, it's based off, it's an adaptation of a game called Darkest Dungeon. It's a very good game. Uh, and I'm trying to adapt it to a Dungeons and Dragons setting. Okay. And it's taking a lot longer because I got to make my own player handbook because everything is custom made and it's not even Dungeons and Dragons anymore. Yay. It's like this weird mishmash of a six different things. Oh, wow. That's kind of fun, though. Yeah. It's a little world building challenge. It's a lot of writing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, Which that's... has been fun, but it's a lot. That's a big entry like barrier to D and D, I think, because you got to have somebody who's a dungeon master, so they've either played it before or somebody's sinking like a fuckload of time into getting this game going. Yeah, and I've like always wanted to play, but everybody's like, "Yeah, it's a lot." <laughs> it, it can be a lot, and it definitely feels like a lot sometimes. But like, if you know enough about what. The heck is going on? You can muddle through it. Right. I appreciate you you not swearing. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. I just recently actually figured out how to get us the explicit tag on iTunes. Ooh. So the show is officially explicit now. It took us three and a half years. <laughs> Shit. The whole time I was really worried that like eventually they might be like, you guys uh, sure do swear a lot for a show that's not tagged as explicit. We're going to remove all your content. But they didn't. Hey, there we go. Fucking earn it. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of things that you fucking earn. <laughs> Welcome to the Cash Corner, the part of the show where we shamelessly ask you to give us money. Can you believe people pay us to make this show? I can't, but it's true. Like 13 of them specifically. It's really cool. Our supporters over on Patreon make it possible for us to do this every week, and we give them fun stuff in exchange. Do you want to pay us to be funny? You can. If you pledge as little as a dollar a month to us at patreon.com slash up for discussion, you'll be joining the ranks of fine folks like Patrick, Gabriel, Kendallin, Candice, Carlea, Thomas, George, Poppy, Jan, Jillian, Killian, Angie, Sarah, Angelica, Will, and Anne. You'll get early access to bonus content, little behind the scenes updates, and all kinds of other sweet perks as well. And if you give at least $5 a month, you could submit the featured question for an episode once per cycle on the show. 
Today's featured Patreon question comes from Candace, who says, No question this time, just a request. Make me laugh. I trust you to figure something out. Smiley emoji. Well, we're <laughs> fucked. <laughs> we she are. sent this in and I was like, oh yeah, that's nice of you. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> dance monkeys, dance. <laughs> that's a little bit what it feels like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like n- not even putting in the effort. You're failing on your end of the contract. <laughs> this is your fault. You brought this on yourself. We now present 20 minutes of roasting Candace. <laughs> oh, God. So I had this like really intense week at work last week and I was working these 12 hour days and I'm going to get into it. But like on Friday, we all went out because our, our boss wanted to treat us to like closing out February, which was a really tough month. And then I, I drank a bunch of champagne, which I should never drink. And I got into one of the most epic arguments that I've ever had in my entire life. Hang on. Yeah, please explain. <laughs> we need to unpack arguments for a second. <laughs> These are like just fluff nonsense, like intellectual arguments that you have when you're much too drunk. Mm, that's good. Yep. No, okay. Okay. Good. Okay. Kid, so, that's very good. Get it. Yep. We were discussing the morality of putting our, our I guess, ethical judgment onto dogs specifically because they are not part of our species. Uh, but they are also domesticated. <laughs> and I can tell you that after about an hour of a very intense debate back and forth, we came to the conclusions that A, dogs do exist. And B, yeah, right. dogs are terrorists. <laughs> I have no interest in explaining to you how we came to those conclusions. But huh. okay. I'm looking at A, yeah. and I'm looking at three. <laughs> I know that I'm looking at... So, somehow A became three. <laughs> How did this happen? Wait. Barguments. <laughs> well, let's try to figure it out then, I guess. Okay, that's up to us now. Yeah. So what do we know about dogs? What do we know about dogs? Uh, Harry. All good. Uh, Go to heaven. Yeah. Uh, uh, round sometimes. <laughs> uh, barky boys. Yeah. Uh, they have teeth. They have tails. They uh, poop wherever they feel like. And pee. And, yeah. To claim things in their own name. Okay, okay. So they... Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. They're they're territorial, but in ways that are hostile toward, like, other people's territory. Because they're not yeah, they're just They're all good boys. Own. Yeah. Or so they want you to believe. Okay, hang on. No, all I right. believe it. <laughs> now, what do we know about terrorists? <laughs> like, terrorist organizations... Recruit new members by convincing them that they're... Good boys. Good boys. Uh, they piss and shit wherever they want to uh, in the sense of like, you know, trying to take things that don't belong to them uh, by whatever means necessary. They got teeth. Uh, some of them, I'm sure, have tails. Uh, Interesting fact. And uh, they bark, probably. Right. Orders at each other. Well, you guys activity. nailed it. <laughs> I think Tom nailed it. So how much have sh- champagne did you drink before coming onto the podcast, Tom? None. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> this is my natural bubble. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, that's a pretty good argument, though. Yeah. Also, I'm really mad that the Barguments podcast already exists. <laughs> as soon as you said that, I was like, I'm going to see if I can steal this. <laughs> 
Yeah, I know. I, I like a, a good argument. Like, I, I like you're just blowing off, like, nothing about work, nothing about relationships. Like, we're just going to go full force into nonsense. And we're going to have, like, a three-hour argument about, like, is Pikachu a Christ figure? You know, like, what is the thing? And that's uh, what Answer, yes. yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Have we talked about this? We did, okay. actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> But it's I'm a, just agreeing. It's a good example of a nice uh, argument. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I am. Um, <laughs> God, I in a similar sort of vein. Um, I did a bonus episode for the Scrum a couple weeks ago, and uh, basically they wanted me to give them a twenty question quiz to see if I could stump them on sports. Mm. Uh, and so I gave them this whole quiz that was like baseball themed except like super fucking not Um, (laughs) where every question is like a long detailed like it was like a a problem solving kind of problem and then a very simple answer but i knew they wouldn't know the answers to most of them and uh i asked them um which which mario baseball character punches the baseball (laughs) with their fists and it led them to like really wonder like oh you know like or no uh what does Donkey Kong use to to hit the ball? I was going to say Donkey Kong yeah. is the yeah. The punchy boy. I haven't yeah. played that, but I just feel like Donkey Kong would He's be the, the one. one to do He'd it. He'd be yeah. the one to punch. So so I asked them what what Donkey Kong uses to bat instead of a bat, and they landed on like sticks and twigs. And I was like, you guys are thinking, yeah. If anything, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then later, the last question was which uh, which baseball player is on record as having had the most sex out of all the players, like, over time. And uh, they had genuine guesses, and I told them it was Waluigi, and Julian stormed <laughs> out of the room. <laughs> well, yeah, he gets it. Wow. <laughs> he gets it. Yeah. Waluigi plays ball. He's the Will Chamberlain of uh, the Mario All-Stars. Wow. <laughs> Mario. I have a question for you guys. Uh oh. <laughs> Is it about Waluigi? A little bit, yes. Okay, good. I'm all ears. <laughs> so so there's a podcast I've been listening to called Debate This, and uh I'm actually gonna be a guest on it any day now, possibly oh. the weekday this comes out. I'm not sure. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, and we're gonna have one of them on this show. Nice. Next week, I think. Uh anyway, um, they their premise is simple. One of them moderates a debate between the other three uh, around like a ridiculous concept from a video game or a comic book thing. So they'll do things like which uh, which Mario universe character would be the best um, host body for the Venom symbiote, or yeah, right. uh, you know which Pokemon would be the best at baseball, or you know recast the entire DC universe or you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a question for you guys in that vein. Um, which Marvel Universe superhero do you think should be played by Waluigi in the next movie? Ooh, okay, okay, all right. Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. Juggernaut. Juggernaut. <laughs> Juggernaut. Oh, <I'm> so scared. <laughs> Juggernaut is the big guy who yeah. just charges things. Yeah. What's your, what's your... Please explain. Yeah, what's your justification there? Well, it has to be heavy, right? So it's not going to be like Captain America. Sorry, are you thinking Wario or Waluigi? Waluigi. Okay. Waluigi's the No, no, like Wario as well. He's he's a heavy in Mario Kart. Yeah, Waluigi is heavy? Waluigi is weird. (laughs) (laughs) Waluigi is whatever he needs to be. (laughs) Waluigi in Mario Kart is kind of a heavy and kind of not, so that's a good question. Right. Um, I think they call him a technique character right 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 
<laughs> okay, so so just on the basis of Waluigi being heavy. Okay. Um. Okay. Sorry. No. Uh, yeah. I, I'm thinking more Wario. So Waluigi, maybe Vision. All right. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to remind? Source of wisdom and knowledge. Yeah. Calm. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, in the the Fantastic Four, uh-huh. is it Doctor Incredible? <laughs> What's his name? Oh, Mister Fantastic. <laughs> Mister Fantastic. You know, Doctor Incredible. Doctor Reed. Yeah, yeah the, the, the plastic Four. guy. Is it Reed or Reeds? Uh, Reed Richards. Reed Richards. Yeah, yeah just make him kind of bendy. Okay. You know, Ooh, that's, I mean, a that's so much lank. <laughs> He's already kind of evil. <laughs> okay, if you're if you're gonna have uh, Waluigi as Mr. Fantastic, who uh, who are the other members? Who's Johnny Storm? Who's the Thing? And who's uh... well, you gotta have somebody with fireball uh, ball power. Okay, so who's a good uh, fireball shooter in in the Mario universe? Yeah, yeah. Jeez, I wonder. In the Mario's <laughs> in the Mario world. Which Mario character can shoot fireballs? Jeez. I mean, Flower Mario, maybe? There we go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so we're off to a good start. Who's who's the thing? That's his name, right? It's not it or well, something? Yeah, no, it's the thing. The right? thing. Uh, I, I would think Donkey Kong. All right. I'd say just a thwomp. <laughs> I like a thwomp better. Thwomp's good. <laughs> a collection of thwomps. <laughs> and... Uh, I don't remember what Sue what, Storm? what does she do? She turns invisible. She turns She's invisible. invisible. Yeah. Okay. She's an invisible woman. So uh Peach. <laughs> oh no. I feel like Daisy is the invisible woman of that universe because she's never around. That's yeah, fair. she's like low rent Peach. <laughs> or oh man, what's the what what's the name of the uh the damsel in the original Mario Pauline. 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 Pauline is the invisible one because no one remembers Pauline. <laughs> no one remembers Pauline. What about you, David? Who should Waluigi play? Oh, okay. The answer in the Marvel Universe, Waluigi would play Batman. <laughs> because that's how that would work. Yeah, all right. You get this awful gangly thing that does not even fit in the mushroom kingdom he stands like three feet higher than everyone else sure. he doesn't fit in he is too good at sports yeah he's amazing in his own right doesn't belong there doesn't belong in whatever universe we want to set him in sure he would come in as batman as the so- ultimate maverick yeah, okay. you pulled someone from a non-Marvel universe? Absolutely, because <laughs> Waluigi transcends. I mean, I, I feel like you could have aligned Waluigi somebody better than the DC universe than, like, Constantine, maybe, or... Uh... <laughs> Wait, Constantine. <laughs> the vampire hunter. Yeah. <laughs> He's very surly. <laughs> I mean, I chose Batman because I'm a wa. <laughs> Oh no! Imagine he would just be Walu- penguin. <laughs> imagine Walu. He would be penguin. Penguin's too stocky, though. But imagine Christian Bale as Waluigi. Oh, please. Okay. That yeah, machinist uh, Christian Bale. <laughs> has uh, Has Michael Sarah played a Marvel superhero yet? Because that's my vote. Yeah, Waluigi. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he would die for the part i think he would go the extra mile to play waluigi that's the vibe i get from michael Sarah. he'd be like this is me you don't audition anybody i will do this i will i will do six months of immersion i will do live my life as waluigi 
and my wife will not call me by my true name. I will be this Jim Carrey man on the moon persona until we re-roll. Michael Sarah's married? I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only thing that I caught on in that. It was like, wait, what? Is that's he? your takeaway? <laughs> it was the most shocking thought that was there. It was so challenging for me to imagine Michael Sarah as a family man. He's a rich movie star. I'm sure he could be married if he wanted to be. That's the thing. I don't think he could muster it. <laughs> Can you imagine Michael Sarah having to deal with another human in his living space on a daily basis? Oh, that's true. I feel mm. like he would have a lot of trouble just sort of like. He wouldn't know how to interact with them. Yeah. I, I've heard people on like Arrested Development kind of comment that they were never really sure how much Michael Sarah acts. Like, <laughs> and how much is just his true nature. Uh, yeah, it looks like he's not married, at least according to Wikipedia. Sure. So that's helpful. But maybe by the time he's old enough to Waluigi, he will be married. <laughs> when he grows so good and lanky. He needs to go through a couple of surgeries. He does need to get all of his bones broken and then scratched. <laughs> Wait, no, he is married to someone named Nadine. What? Um, but for some reason, I guess maybe she's not famous enough to make it onto his Wikipedia page. Whoa! <laughs> Move over, Pauline. <laughs> Nadine is the invisible woman. Oh. And Michael Sarah is Batman. Yeah. As well as Waluigi as Batman. I think I'm I would okay watch with that. Yeah. <laughs> DC Marvel, you owe us royalties. <laughs> I think it would be the TM, same, TM, 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 same TM. sad movie. Oh, my mom's name is Martha. Oh, my mom's name is Martha. <laughs> my mom's name is... <laughs> <laughs> so, so follow-up question for you, David. If if Waluigi, played by Michael Sarah, is Batman in your Marvel Universe yeah. movie, um, <laughs> whose party is he crashing? <laughs> Which... Which actual Marvel franchise is is Batman showing up in as Michael Sarah? Oh, he's coming in Endgame. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Sorry, that's the plot of Endgame. Uh, is, that, is that the next Infinity War? Yeah, it is. Okay. It is the next Infinity War Avengers thing. It's like they're going to find Thanos. They're going to f- do something with the Soul Stone. And they're going to break it, which is going to free the alternate uh, universe parallel dimension, Michael Sarah, Batman, Waluigi. Mm-hmm. And they're all going to settle it in smash by playing sports (laughs) and then hollywood implodes on itself and nintendo please don't sue (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry for creating the most wonderful ip you can have it just don't sue us for it i'm picturing it as like there's this scene in the last twilight movie (laughs) stay with me where uh all of the vampires oh is it them running yeah All the good vampires and all the bad vampires <laughs> run at each other across a snowy plain and then just get in a crazy fight. Um, and I'm picturing like all the DC characters and all the Marvel characters running at each other, except also <laughs> Waluigi is standing right in the middle, just kind of like, no, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I love that. They're running at each other, but Waluigi's not there yet. Oh. He, and they're it's it's focus on the DC, focus on the Marvel, focus on DC, Marvel, chip running at each other, and then cut to the center, lightning bolt crash. <laughs> it's Waluigi, Michael, Sarah, Batman with Thor, oh. and Waluigi says, "Stop, <laughs> Waluigi time." <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just that movie now. Okay. Who plays Thor? Good question. Chris Hemsworth. The oh, it's, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that continuity. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> 
He's already <laughs> confirmed for Infinity War Endgame. Duh. Uh -huh. Silly. Silly Billy. Mm. <laughs> I hope this was enough to make you laugh. Yeah, Candace. geez, Candace. <laughs> no. Boiling on fumes here. <laughs> we have no direction. Broke the contract. <laughs> the contract is for a question. Uh, this is what you get. You get us bullshitting about <laughs> nonsense. You could have gotten drunk with me on a bar over the weekend. <laughs> this could have been the Barguments podcast <laughs> section. On September 16th, 1993, NBC aired the first ever episode of Frasier, a spin-off series about psychiatrist Dr. Frasier Crane, the much-loved Seattle shrink from Cheers. Ten days earlier, a baby was born. A baby who, we'd come to learn, was destined to have someone pay him $264 to watch through every episode of Frasier with different special guests, unpacking the deeper themes behind each episode. That baby is me, Tom Zalatni, and this is a terrible, terrible idea. Tune in to They're Calling Again, right here on the Upford Network. Hey you, do you make stuff or want to make stuff? Are you having a bit of a time finding a space that fits all your functional needs? Well, good news for you, friend. That's because friend of the show, good boy George Poppy, is trying to figure all that shit out for you by creating a collaborative workspace for all your assorted production needs. Check out chaos.co, K-H-A-O-Z.co. Fill out the form and let George know exactly what you've got going on that best suits your production needs. Let's make stuff, but you know, collaboratively, because only together can we save enough money to have a popper's dinner at Burger King. Chaos.co, K-H-A-O-Z.co. Hi, I'm Candace Pye, and I'm the host of Gal Chat, a weekly podcast where we give you our feminist takes on everything from sex and dating to politics and pop culture. It's a show that updates you on controversial headlines, dives into the latest movies and TV, and discusses things like Tinder troubles and Me Too struggles. I put out a new show every Tuesday with special guests, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Subscribe, rate, review, and follow us on social media at Gal Chat Pod. Let's just jump right into the turtle's butt. We have a lovely stuffed turtle. <laughs> oh, I get it now. Yes. We, he's seen the turtle uh, who doubles as a cup holder. Uh, we filled his butt with questions from past guests, $1 patrons, and more. Uh, Want to submit a question? Give us $1 on Patreon or leave your question in a review on Stitcher or Apple's podcasts. I Apple's spent way podcast. too long today Apple's podcast. trying to understand what the turtle's butt was. <laughs> you sent me the sides. It's like, oh, it's either this or we'll talk about turtle butt. And I'm like, what is that? <laughs> I don't know. You guys at home need to know David took his glasses off for this. <laughs> exactly. I'm distraught and disheveled. Um, and I feel like a mess. I accidentally picked two. No, no? this is just one long one. Yeah, no, they're boy. always... Kind of chunky. Yeah. Patron Anne asks, how and how much does media, such as movies, TV, music, internet, video games, social media, etc., affect and influence children's behaviors, attitude, and choices, and even brain development? I'm so glad you took your glasses off for that. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you. As a Actually, wait. Media. Let me put my glasses back on and Yay! tip them back up with one finger. And tell you that I have no idea I'm not a scientist or behavioral therapist, but I have to assume, based on my own experiences, mm. very bad. <laughs> so I was thinking about this, specifically in terms of video games. I, I was thinking 
like about how playing a lot of video games has probably helped my hand-eye coordination a lot. Because mm-hmm. uh, I was not a kid who played sport particularly much. Um, really? Yeah. Believe it Shocking. or not, uh, despite producing two sports podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was not a sport kid. And so, like, sports did not give me good hand-eye coordination, but I play a lot of video games and always have, and I think probably that has a lot to do with why I can, like, now, you know throw a ball and catch it without actually looking at it and kind of see in my peripheral vision where it's hmm. going to land and like why I'm still good at video games and you know but do you think it, it, it developed that like muscle memory in that way like or is it just the visualization of doing it I think it's the visualization like I can see where something is and like know what type of movement needs to happen to to reach it mm-hmm. if that makes sense like I have good depth perception and like well, timing, yeah. I guess. That's all Space Invaders right there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's only Space Invaders. That you moved your hand where it was supposed to be because How? you knew where it was going to be. Right. Yeah. And you shot where it was going to be and not where it was. Yeah. Or like, you know, when you land a perfect spike in Super Smash Brothers, you like have to know exactly where your opponent's jump is going to get them in timing with where you're going to land so that you know exactly when to hit them so that they will fall down. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's something that like you can learn the math and figure it out. But if you spend enough time doing that and build the instinct of like being able to watch two things at the same time and know when they're going to like connect, Mm -hmm. that's, that's like a, I don't know if that's hand-eye coordination specifically as much as it's just like getting a sense of like, where things are (laughs) yeah i mean i I think that might be like a visual cue that you might have picked up through the physics of it i think if you were to sit down write out a bunch of equations you cannot catch a ball (laughs) 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 does not my hand only knows how to write i don't know how to do anything else with it (laughs) but like I'm, i'm pretty good at like knowing where something is going to be okay you know like i can kind of guesstimate fairly well and i think that that's a skill that i only have because i played so many video games and Mm. that's like probably the only skill you've developed after playing video games yeah there's nothing else there's nothing else i can go really quickly on on two (laughs) buttons (laughs) if i play in if i grew up playing ddr i'd have very good steps but i Mm -hmm. didn't so i don't have that yeah uh interesting how much do you think that like the narrative you know like we we kind of um uh, the more you fill yourself with a certain kind of story it changes your Mm -hmm. outlook on the world so uh, if, you know, somebody who's playing, I mean, the, the trope is always violent video games, but like horror video games or, or movies or those kinds of things, like how do you think that that kind of shapes uh, somebody growing up? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think it's specifically it, video games, though. No, or, or movies. Just, it's, yeah, it says it's just, media. It's just media. Yeah. yeah OK. Uh, yeah. Honestly, I I mean, it must to some extent, right? Like anything that you any media that you consume, whether it's a show or a game or a book even, like you are actively thinking about the thing that you're engaging with or passively thinking about it even, I guess. And like that's going to leave some kind of effect on you. I don't think playing violent video games is going to make you inherently a violent person. No. I I think (laughs) what is... (laughs) No, that's a bad thought. Yeah. Bad. No one should think that. That's insane. That's nuts. Just Uh, stop stop owning guns, you dummy. Silly. America. Jeez. Um, I think with all forms of media, like anything that you grow up at resonates with you, uh, be it a good movie, a bad book, anything, any experience that like has an effect. Right. 
will change how you develop growing up. Yeah. Because it's now a part of it. It's now part of that experience that you had in your developmental years. Like I can tell you that I have a lot of memories of like things that were impactful for me growing up and from popular media, from media growing up with. And a lot of memories that I don't have of a bunch of shit that I didn't take with. (laughs) Right. So it's really just, it it depends on what you take from it and like what you Mm -hmm. take with you and what you carry with you moving forward. Yeah. Here's a, a weird question. So I think that a lot of us will identify like a certain kind of genre of something with the people we Mm. perceive to be the fans of it. So like, you know, like you might fucking hate Formula One because you think they're all douchebags or, you know, like there's a lot of choices and things that we don't uh, like because we perceive the audience for it is something we don't want to be. Sure. Okay. Um, So I'm I'm just wondering, like, how does that maybe you know, become a selection process or how much are we influenced by things that we don't get involved in because we just make the assumptions. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's definitely fair. I mean, I think that that's really interesting because we're probably also just as influenced by things that we do take from and also the things that we refuse to take from. Right. (laughs) That pushes us in a more uh, direct path of opposition. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's an interesting question because like, I think unless you're someone who is really intentional about not ever poo-pooing stuff, Mm -hmm. then like there are just going to be things that you're going to not consume, right? Right. Like unless your mission in life is to consume as diverse an array of products as possible, Mm -hmm. like there's going to be things that you'll avoid. You won't consume because you don't find them interesting, but also things that you won't consume because you're not looking for them, Mm -hmm. right? And like... I guess that can create like social biases right. um, that if you have enough of them growing up, like, yeah, you're going to think that anyone who plays Halo is a dummy who just drinks Mountain Dew and screams. Right. Yeah. Cause I, Pacific <laughs> 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 but yeah, I think we all have these certain biases and I think as like, um, we have this really broad array of, of media to consume, uh, the more we're self-selecting ourselves out of it. Right. Uh, because I think at the first, like, in the internet came out, it was like, oh, it's all the things, all this exposure to all of these things. And then we're like, oh, people are horrendous monsters. <laughs> so, uh, you know, then you start saying, like, I'm going to mute these people. I'm going to mute this audience. I'm just going to silo myself into the people I kind of want to be like or want to be involved in that community. And right. then we've shut out all of these other components that we're almost intolerable of of any anybody we're like eh, but you're slightly off so eh, i don't think we can both live in the same universe if if you believe uh this thing and i am not a fan of that you right. know <laughs> yeah absolutely that's it i i don't know i think uh so so and hopefully that answers your question we, <laughs> or you know just keep going on it It does develop it (laughs) It, somehow in a way how is dependent on the thing itself yeah that's it like i don't think it can be a negative thing necessarily like i don't like it's not inherently negative yeah and i think that's one of the things that people believe that like if you take media as a broad uh array of things right there are things that are more worthwhile than other things right and i hate that i think that's dumb (laughs) Yeah, but also like in feminism, like there's been a huge, huge shift in the way that the media um, shows women and like that certainly didn't exist when I was growing up and it had a huge influence on the way that I saw myself or other people. 
Uh, and also, like, children's movies were very dark when I was growing up. There's all that weird Cold War, war shit where it was, like, Secrets of Nymph and Dark Crystal. And, like, they had this really heavy, dark, and, and now I'm a cheerful adult. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will Hooray. say. Hooray. One, one other, like, last thought on this is I think I developed reading skills a lot faster because I played video games than I would have if I hadn't. But that's specifically because the time when I was playing video games was a time when there were a lot of like word heavy games coming out. (laughs) And so like I had to like you couldn't play Pokemon if you couldn't read. Right. And so like, I mean, you could, but you couldn't really get it, you know. Or whereas Whoa. you could play like I never thought of that. That's really true. Yeah. Oh, that's right? super cool. That's it. Like I, I think about it with the kids even. Like they, you know, aren't at reading levels yet, obviously. Like for me, like I started learning to read because I was playing video games from like age three and I was seeing words and learning what they meant and going, Okay, cool, I'm gonna figure this out. And like I think I'm a better I'm better at reading than I would have been if I hadn't been playing things like Pokemon and Paper Mario and like Zelda, you know? Yeah, because I grew up a a little bit before you. And uh, (laughs) 1972. Quite that that (laughs) early. But like our first games that we really had were like Oregon Trail. Mm -hmm. Uh, We used to play uh, text games on like DOS. Right. Because we had a modem, which was super cool. And <laughs> so, like, they were all there were no graphics. <laughs> mm, the good old days, yeah. Mm. Playing trade wars on a BBS. Best. Hot take. <laughs> yeah, but I think about it in terms of like right now. I'm mostly enjoying playing Tetris, and I'm like, ooh, I don't need to be able to read anything for this. No. Oh, I just got a great table co- uh, top game called um, uh, Turing Tumble. Okay. And it looks a bit like a pachinko machine. And it's supposed to teach like kids about like um, the logic behind programming. And so you, you have like marbles on each side and then you have like little uh, pieces that you can get in and you have to get the marbles to cascade down to the bottom in certain patterns. Okay. Um, it's more fun than it sounds. No, that but, sounds um, pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so well, it's cool. Yeah. So and the right video games can make you a big smart. A big that's, smart. That's a... That's my conclusion. <laughs> Moving on to the next question. Raffle winner Megan Lugate asks, you're designing the world's most amazing obstacle course. What obstacles would be included? I think at the end of the course, you have to fight Waluigi and win. <laughs> <laughs> or else you die. That's the only, That could be the whole course, really, for me. It's just a Waluigi boss fight. I want a completely different direction in my head. I'm just like, just a mirror of myself in the middle. Oh, God. Harsh. <laughs> That's very never-ending story of you. Like Wait, in the middle. Yeah, just in the middle. Because you got to build up to the Waluigi boss fight. <laughs> you have to defeat yourself first before you can defeat the purple that lies Yeah, within. that's what Scott Pilgrim told me. <laughs> you have to earn the power of self-respect. Oh. So, so obstacle courses. I have not done one in a very long time, but it's my understanding that people like them. Yeah, no, they're fun. Yeah, no, it's fun little po- puzzle problems. Yeah, I was thinking of trying to help like a member of Congress, you know, like print to a printer or something. <laughs> like, it seemed like a really hard challenge. <laughs> Explain to them how the internet works would be like a really solid. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
beginning, it's just a computer course for the elderly. <laughs> Afterwards, it's just like t- uh, you have to make the baby eat the vegetable. Here's a rock wall. <laughs> <laughs> rock wall, just to mix things up a little. And on the other side of the rock wall, you have to change well, the toner and the printer. Yeah, it should be a range. <laughs> You got physical tests, you got mental tests, you've just got patience tests. And at the end, you have to fight Waluigi. And at the end, you have to fight Waluigi because, as we all know, that involves all of you. Every aspect. You need your brains, you need your brawn, you need your creativity and your imagination. Yeah. Because otherwise, he's going to fucking destroy you. Nobody beats Waluigi at things. No, he's just going to wah all over you. (laughs) Wah. Wah. I love Waluigi. (laughs) Is the, like... Spartan race, uh, uh, an obstacle course? Yeah. yeah. I kind of assumed, yeah. I've done the warrior dash. Okay. Uh, which is kind of the mini version of that. Uh, and I, d- <laughs> I did it with the... Just like the, I just thought about the, the naming convention. <laughs> it's the Spartan race. This is the warrior dash. They're Later, different companies. The fighting hopscotch. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they bill it as that. They're different companies that okay. put them out. Um, but Can it's... I go to the squire jog? <laughs> Really looking forward to the aggressive stroll. (laughs) The peasant stroll. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) So sorry. The admin's walking path. (laughs) (laughs) The punchy moving escalator. Uh, Oh, wow. So, So the warriors... Yeah, I did the, the warrior dash, and I, I did it with a bunch of people who were not runners, but they were all aerialists. So, okay. like, all the running uh, sections are like, this sucks. And then all of the climbing stuff, like, do, 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 do. like vaults, no problem. Like, more obstacles. <laughs> now, what if in the middle of the obstacle course you have to solve an escape room? <laughs> yeah, I'd be all right with that. That sounds like fun. Yeah. I think there should be a mental challenge somewhere <laughs> in the middle. <clears throat> That's it. It's like a... What's that uh, mud one that people the mud do? Run? Yeah, the, Warrior the, Dash or the Spartan uh, race are both kind of mud runs. Oh, okay. There's usually mud involved. Yeah, 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 that's it. So you just slather mud all over yourself, and then you go into a room where you have to solve puzzles. Here's the worst part Wait. about the mud component <laughs> of those. And this is fairly, this is serious. Uh, <laughs> at the beginning of the race, they, they have you like go through like the mud pit. What you don't really comprehend is that means you're going to be heavy and soggy and full of mud for the rest of the race so like the rest of the race you're just trying to keep your pants on and your shoes from squishing like they really either need to put that at the end but i guess they put fire at the end of it so you have to jump over fire uh but yeah all right (laughs) but the mud in itself is not a problem it's the fact that you're just gross for the rest of it It's the men- that's the mental challenge. Yeah. yeah. You have to complete a course real gross. <laughs> I feel like if I was covered in mud for an entire race, that would make me want to finish the race faster so that I could go home and shower sooner. Yeah. Well, what happens is you finish and then they give you a turkey leg and you get a beer and then you sit down and die. Eat a bunch. No oh. one told me there was turkey involved. Yeah, well, the warrior dash, they definitely do. Ooh. Okay. All right. So after I defeat Waluigi, I get a turkey leg. Yeah. I'm okay with this. Can 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 the prize also be a trip to Disney? Well, sure. So if like, you beat Waluigi, you can have whatever you want. You Magic now become Kingdoms. Waluigi. Yeah. You're Waluigi now. <laughs> hold up, hold up. Let's unpack that for a second. Yeah. You defeat Waluigi, you become Waluigi. Yeah. Does that mean Michael Sarah has defeated Waluigi? Why do you think he's not in Smash? <laughs> At the audition. <laughs> At, at the Smash Bros. Ultimate uh, audition room, 
Waluigi was about to go in, but then Michael Sarah accidentally walked into the room because he thought that's where he was supposed to go to an audition for his whatever awkward teen thing he was doing and accidentally bumped Waluigi into a passing golf cart. Oh. And that's how Michael Sarah became Waluigi. Okay, so Waluigi died in an accident caused by Michael Sarah. Yeah, and then possess the spirit of Waluigi, which is really just what Waluigi is, big air quotes. Sure. It's just the spirit thereof of Wa. <laughs> so. uh, embodied itself in Michael Sarah, and now Michael Sarah, or Waluigi Sarah, walks around as though was previous incarnation <laughs> of the Waluigi. This is just the Santa Claus, but with Waluigi. <laughs> The squiggly mustache comes in. <laughs> Michael Sarah's looking at himself in the mirror. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what? What? TM, 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 TM. Random question. So if Waluigi is the bizarro world version of Luigi, Luigi has a haunted mansion that he has to go through. What is the bizarro version of Waluigi's haunted mansion? It's Tom. It's... it's, a, it's <laughs> It's a crystal palace <laughs> that he stole from Batman. Like Superman? I mean, Superman. The, the Fortress of Solitude? That. Yes. Because it's Why? Not, well, if it's a Fortress of Solitude, then it's surely not haunted because you can't have solitude if you're surrounded by ghost friends. <laughs> and and the ghosts in, in Luigi's Mansion are mean ghosts. So... That means that Waluigi's place would not have mean ghosts. It would have nice ghosts, but because it's solitude, there's just nobody. So Waluigi just has a lonely fortress. I mean, it's the Wouldn't only way just... that they could contain his power. <laughs> We're crossing shaggy memes into Waluigi now, and I love it. I mean, wouldn't it just be like Waluigi victimizes a bunch of Walmart greeters? <laughs> that sounds like a typical day in Florida. <laughs> With Michael Sarah at the helm. Yeah. Just wanted to explore that. <laughs> um, let's dive into the turtles, bud, for one last question before well, we wrap the show. Let's do it. Yeah. Can't believe that's crinkle, what the turtle crinkle, bud crinkle, is. Crinkle, crinkle, crinkle. How upset are you on a scale of one to 10? 63. Wow. Big number. Yeah. Big number. Wow. So uh, scary. Patron saint. That's not what that says. <laughs> Patron Saint Iglesias says. <laughs> the patron saint of Waluigi, Sarah Angelica, asks, are there any sports ball activities that you like to watch or do if you like or do any sports ball? I like to watch rugby because it makes about as much sense to me as Quidditch. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just like to guess what's happening because they, sure. they pick people up. They all look like trolls. I It's really fascinating. Like I cannot figure out what the rules of the game are. It's not football. It, it, I enjoy watching it. <laughs> They're still trying to figure it out, too. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> think, like, my understanding of rugby has always been that it's football, except you're not allowed to throw it the same way you throw a football. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, you're allowed to punch people. What? I'm pretty sure you're allowed to hit people real hard in rugby, aren't you? Well, they don't have pads, so I yeah. think they hit each other as hard as they do in football, but they just don't have any protection for it. Huh. Uh, and they also like so they have to pin their ears back because they get they don't have helmets so they just keep pulling each other's ears out until they that's why they look like trolls and their noses are broken repeatedly and then they shave their heads because they can't have somebody pulling on their hair so they all look like the same guy. You're kind of it's to me it just sounds like you're describing the Ferengi. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Rule of acquisition 24. <laughs> Underhand throw. <laughs> oh, I like baseball, both to watch and to play. But I don't play it. But, like, I've enjoyed the... <laughs> Well, I, I guess I've only played softball, which is like baseball, but I, the handful of experiences I've had playing, I've enjoyed. And like baseball video games are fun. Yeah. Um, that's fair. Yeah. That's my, that's my, like, if you, we got a sort of cable thing recently where like Bell is now giving us Fibe TV, which is like you have some on demand stuff and some live stuff that you can tune into on your phone or tablet or whatever. And like, there's no sports channel. And I'm annoyed because I feel like if I had a sports channel, I would sometimes watch baseball games. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> and, well, and that's the thing is that I don't, I think that I would need to have access to it at the click of a button mm-hmm. because I don't want to put the effort into finding it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that bums me out because I like baseball enough that I would watch it if it was easy to watch it, but it's not. Yeah. So instead I watch Jeopardy and Frasier. <laughs> <laughs> Jeopardy's pretty great. Jeopardy Very is the, good. the baseball of trivia yeah. games. I mean, that's also sports ball, really. <laughs> Jeopardy is mental sports yeah. ball. That's true. See, I like s- some sports, but I I don't like ball sports. Okay. Because I don't like projectile, and I'm very <laughs> flinchy. <laughs> You know, I get that. Yeah, and I I played soccer as a kid, and I got hit in the face with a ball so many times that I had to stop. (laughs) Enough of this. I'm done. (laughs) Who needs this? Not me. (laughs) So as a result, I I, like ping pong. I I like ping pong, but I flinch the ball, and there's no way it's going to hurt me. But like, I don't like the projectiles coming at my face. Yeah, and ping pong's not a game where you can potentially get away with not having a ball flying at you mm. like every second move in ping pong is the ball flying at you as, yeah as an adult i've gotten a little bit better that i can actually play ping pong and i just go ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh man what about you david i mean so i haven't played sports ball in forever and a half um like right now i'm really uh, enjoying bouldering Okay. Which I will call a sport. I because a lot of people treat it as a sport. I don't mm. know if like there's consensus on whether or not rock climbing is a sport. But it's a physical activity that's real hard on my hammies and my muscles. So sure, it's a sport yeah. now. Scrambling is super fun. I I really like bouldering, but Yeah, it's great. I love it. Um but as far as like sports go, Man, I played a shit ton of football in high school, and I know I don't look it, but I was the only one who went into it. And this, this is the reason I succeeded at football in high school, because we'd play it at, during lunch in like the field in front of the school. And like we didn't have pads. We just fucking hit each other real hard until we fell down. Yeah. But I was the only one who played with reckless abandon. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you got to do it. Yeah. I mean, because like in my, in my high school, there were two dudes very athletic boy or one was really athletic and the other one was just big he was six five or something and just very large built like a giant brick shit house mm. and like if he got the ball everyone was like well jacques got the ball we can't do anything <laughs> we can't knock down jacques he's a tank and the thing was is that i was like uh, well, we'll see about that <laughs> and i remember one time uh i was running that he got the ball off a kickoff and I charged him full speed and it happened that I went for a lunge 
And he just side he sidestepped me a little bit, but not enough to miss my legs. And so my legs caught him in the in the side. And I don't know how I wound up sideways, but essentially what happened is that I flung at him just full force <laughs> from a sprint into his body and my legs crashed into his torso. Oh. And he flipped over my legs and landed oh real God. hard. Yeah. On his back, so he wow. pitched forward, and I landed off to the side, like with my knees in a fucking <laughs> shambles. And I got up, and I'm like, "Got him." <laughs> We're just a weapon. <laughs> no, and that was the thing. And once people realized that I didn't give a shit yeah. whether or not I was injured in the in the process of knocking people down, they were like, "I want." David on my team. I can totally relate to that. I did okay at stuff that like, like floor hockey, if I play defense, you can hit me in the shins as many times with those sticks as you want. Like I will just keep charging at you. But like that, I have no skill <laughs> beyond that. I like, if you just need me to get whacked real hard, yeah. I'm your gal. <laughs> if, you, if you bring a, a, the concept of skill into it, yeah. and I love that this is a true fact about me because it's, it's something I always forget about. But I am a demon at badminton. <laughs> and I really, really enjoy playing badminton. And I played it a lot in Sejep for gym. Mm. And it was great. And this is how I would play badminton. You know how you, you, there's two ways of serving. Like there's the overhand, there's like the, like an underhand swing that you're trying to hit it real far. Yeah. And then there's like the, the, the teeny tiny tap where you hold it in front of you, go boop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And trying to get it super close to the line. Yeah. I'd do the t- underhanded, the little tap thing, except I'd launch it like a missile directly at the person. <laughs> and they'd just swat it away like, ah, I wasn't ready for that. Because that's a little dainty thing, yeah. except it was coming at them like a missile. <laughs> I feel like I have a good sport for you. It's one that I also enjoy. Uh, in Chicago, they have something called whirly ball. No, I'm don't. already intrigued. Please go on. <laughs> whirly ball. So you have two teams of players. In bumper cars. I love it. And then a kind of a lacrosse scoop <laughs> and a wiffle ball mm. and two basketball backboards, which is like a hole in them with like a net in the back. And uh, the goal is to hit the ball into that like circle net. Um, but what you can do is you can ram somebody as fucking hard as you possibly can till they have whiplash and drop the ball. <laughs> So, and then there's no steering wheels. It's just a crank in the middle. And so when you hit somebody really hard, and maybe because I'm short, but that little crank will whack you in the thigh. And the inner thigh is hard. So I was bruised all the way up and down my inner thighs after playing this for a night. But I was still just like full blast, like into somebody, ram, drop the ball, get it to somebody who can get the the goal. This is a good game. (laughs) I have to... It's the perfect confluence of not having any skill and just being able to take a really good hit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm good at that. That Put me in, coach. Put me in. (laughs) That's ultimately the best thing. (laughs) Uh, Guys, that brings us to the end of our episode for this week. If you liked it, consider supporting us on Patreon. For as little as a dollar, you can submit your questions to the Turtles butt. And for as little as $5, you can make us talk about whatever you want for a featured question once per cycle on the show. Or we can try to make you laugh, which won't work. Yeah. Candace. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Candace. Uh, we also have merch. You can click the merch link in the description to get all sorts of great stuff from our lovely friends over at Public, And support us for free by leaving a rating and review on Stitcher or Apple Podcasts. It's the best way for the show to grow. Uh, 
you can share this episode with a friend who uh, is, is Michael Sarah. Yeah, share this with Michael Sarah. <laughs> share this with the person you think is most likely to be Waluigi. There we go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting. I was gonna let you. I was gonna let you do it. Yeah. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Down with Talking. And each of us individually, I'm at Tom Salatni. At Boxless Thoughts. You're not a Twitter person. You can't find me. Oh, no. I'm an enigma. <laughs> and you can I follow David Waluigi. at Real Donald Trump. Does anyone have anything to plug? <laughs> at Real mind. Waluigi. <laughs> I paid good money for that domain. <laughs> Top dollar. Top dollar. Uh, anything to plug? Bearing in mind, this comes out on March 12th. I'm good. No, cool. Good. Good. Sweet. Uh, nothing to plug. Awesome. <laughs> Special thanks to Crackers and Jam for letting us use the title track off their EP Benson as our theme music. You can find all their music for sale at crackersandjam.bandcamp.com. This show is produced and edited by Tom Zalatni That's for the Up, fucks that. Up Forward <laughs> Network. You can find out about all of our great shows at upfordnetwork.com. I 